Welcome to a special edition of Parsha Panorama here at the database. You are tuning in to an introductory shear to an upcoming series on the four Parshios, or the Arba Parshios, or the Dalit Parshios. There are four special Parshios that are coming up starting next week. Well, I'm coinciding with Parshas Mishpatim. We have Parshas Shkalim, and we know that the set, the set of four are Shkalim, Zachor, Para, and Hachodesh. And there is a lot to be discussed when it comes to these four parshios, and I think there's a lot of mystery surrounding the Dalad parshios. And I wanted to devote some time to it. And the truth is, I was considering making this series a part of the Real Talk Torah series, but I thought that it would be absolutely appropriate to put it into Parsha Panorama, and I'll explain why. First of all, it is part of Chumash. We are looking straight into the the Parsha, the Parshios, when we are picking out the Arba Parshios, they all come from different places in the Chumash, and they are all part of the, the, the weekly Parsha. We're going to read them in Shul as Maftir with the Kriya Torah. But also, there's one particular aspect of the Arba Parshios that I want to focus especially on when we go through the four Parshios, and that is an aspect um, that really speaks to what Parsha Panorama does. Um, you know, we try to get that, that panoramic view of the Parsha. And that is because we don't only look at the Parsha itself, but we look at the Parsha in terms of its place in the Torah. Because right, every Parsha is, of course, a unit in its own right. And all the different topics within a Parsha make up that unit. But also every Parsha within the Torah makes up the greater unit of the Torah. And... As we've said in the past, you know, we believe that when it comes to any individual Parsha or any group of Parshios, that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And to me, that says that if there is a unit of Parshios called the Arba Parshios, that means that there is something that unifies them together and in fact creates that unit. And what I wanted to address is what exactly are these four par- partios? Why do they exist? Why are there only four of them? Why does this series exist right here? And what I'll mention right now is that this particular shear, I will just give you a, a quick disclaimer, and that is that there will be more questions than answers. And you'll have to tune in to the coming weeks for the special edition, the special series of Parsha Panorama to get all the pieces together, all the different um, parts of this, this puzzle, this, uh, this puzzle that is the four partios. And the, you know, the, 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 the question, the starting point, I guess, is here. We do have these four partios. It could be we're not so excited about them because we don't know so much about them. We might have a basic understanding of them, what exactly they are, why do we have them. Like, oh, this Shabbos is Shabbos Shkalem, or this Shabbos is Shabbos Para, and therefore what? Like, like what, what does that mean to us? And it could be we have a baseline understanding of them. It could be we don't even have that. Um, it could be maybe one of the listeners out there knows a little bit more. And there are certainly multiple layers. Just like in all areas of Torah, there are Shivan Panam Torah, 70 faces of Torah, and also through the prism of Partes, right, Pshat, Remez, Drash, and Sod. So there are, you know, so you have 70 faces on the one hand, and you have the four different um, 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 vantage points in the prism of, of Talmud Torah. So there are definitely multiple layers to understanding them. But we would like to at least have somewhat of a, of, of a um, I guess, a basic shot of what, of what, what each of the four partios are. 
but also the shot of what the whole point of this unit is. That, I would say, is really not so clear at all. Now, the basic shot, what are these four parashios? Again, shkalim, zachor, para, and hachodesh. Literally, shkalim means the, the coins, the shekel, um, and uh, um, zachor refers to um, the parsha of Amalek, or referencing the war with Amalek, the mitzvah to remember but also erase the memory of Amalek, which is interesting in its own right. It sounds a little bit paradoxical. Can you do the two at the same time? Right? If you're remembering, how are you erasing his memory? So we'll, we'll have to discuss that. And then there's you know, para aduma, para, it's something about a red cow. There's a special mitzvah in the Torah. And then, of course, hachodesh, which um, is the basis for all of Rosh Chodesh, but also the parsha that contains all of the laws of Hilchos Karban Pesach and the, on the story um, just before Makas Bechoros. So all, all of that is contained in these four parshios. And the basic understanding, if you want to see, see if you want the sources where you could find the most basic explanation of these four parshios, so you would look in the Mesechus Megillah, if you're looking in the Mishnayis, you would look in Parak Lamed, and you would look in Mishnah Dalit. So that's, um, oh, sorry, sorry, um, Parak Gimel. There's only three Prakim. So um, um, Parak Gimel, Mishnah Dalit, it's three, four. If you're looking in the Gemara, if you want to go a little bit deeper, so you'll find that on Chavtes Amid Aleph. So in the Mishnayis in Megillah, three, four, uh, Gimel Dalit. And in the Gemara, Chavtes Amid Aleph, that's 29a. If you want to see where it makes its way to the Shulchan Aruch and where the Mishnah talks about it, the Mishnah gives a nice explanation too. So you could find that in Tafresh Hay. Sorry, that's not Tafresh Hay. It's Tafresh Pei Hay. So that, that, that comes out to 685. Tafresh Pei Hay, 685 in the, in the Shulchan Aruch, in, in uh, Simon Tafresh Pei And they talk about, again, the, the basic understanding but what they don't seem in my mind to explain is what this unit represents. Now, I'm going to give you the baseline explanation a little bit, very, very brief. But what I'm going to also point out is that these four partios are more dubious than we realize. And there's something definitely beneath the surface, and there are places to look to understand their greater significance. Um, so before we get to that, let me just acknowledge our sponsors um, who, who make this sheer um, possible to do, at least with a certain level of, of security. Um, so we thank Yonan Khani Laster and Yaakov and Yafa Landau for graciously sponsoring. Anyone else who wants to do the same can reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. It's the data then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. Now, th- and when it comes to the basic understanding, and again, you could find this in, in the, the Gemara, in the Mishnah, and in, 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 in Halacha, that these four parshios are a zikaron, they're a reminder or a memorial of four mitzvos and events. Right, so the shkalim corresponds to the machtes hashakel, and we um, so we that's going to be read next week, just before um, as we're um, it's it's um, it's the Shabbos right after um, Rosh Chodesh Adar, I believe. And someone correct me if I if I if I got made a mistake about that. Um, but it, it often corresponds with Parshas Mishpatim, and. And, and every um, every Adar, they would make an announcement 
about the Machtas HaShakel, um, and they, they would actually read it. And this is, going back to the times of the second base of Mikdash, at least, they were reading this Parsha. This is one of the Parshas that we know, at least from the Mishnayis, that they were doing this so long ago. And it would be a reminder because they would collect, they would collect a, a monthly tax, and this would go towards the Karbanos Tamid for the year. So in Nisan, they would need to pay it, and they would remind them in Adar. Okay, so that's that's Shkalim. Uh, Zachor is more obvious. There's a lot of hype around Parsha Zachor, which is um, it, it's right before Purim, the Shabbos before Purim, and that's always so that we have, you know, we have the two the, the mitzvah of Mechia Amalek on our mind, especially when we're about to learn about the downfall of Haman, who is Mizera Amalek. He's from the he's from the progeny of Amalek. So that makes sense. That's the mitzvah of Mechias Amalek. Then um, Para Aduma. So that's the mitzvah of the red cow, which is a very difficult mitzvah to understand. Uh, but it's a mitzvah about, um, that re- um, pertains a lot to ritual purity and impurity from Tumas Mace. And this was needed um, just before Pesach. Because if you wanted to eat from the Karim Pesach, you had to be Tahar from Tomas Mace. And therefore you needed, um, and so, that, and so that's why um, they, um, they read this Parsha at that point, just before Nisan. And of course, just before Nisan, which is the, the Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of, of, of the year for all of months, right? So we, we, we read Parsha Sachodesh, which comes from Parsha's Bo, which we read um, not uh, too long ago. It was actually just um, two Shabbos ago. And... And that, and that also contains, it's, it's not only a Rosh Chodesh introduction, but it's a Pesach introduction because all the laws of Pesach are in there. Now, my question is, okay, you know, this, these are the basic understanding, but my, my big question is that these, um, these, these four things, they seem almost random, almost arbitrary. Like, okay, it, it, meaning we look at four different mitzvot that seem to have some seasonal significance, but... There's seasonal significance to the entire year, meaning you can go to any point on the calendar and you can say, oh, you know, we have to get ready for X, get ready on, let's say, Hanukkah or Yom Kippur. And there's always something to be conscious of. And if you're, if you're cynical, and maybe even if you're not as cynical, but you're just trying to be intellectually honest, you're just trying to understand, you might be able to find a seasonal mitzvah um, that's relevant to any part of the year. And... You should be able, you know, and, and, and for every seasonal mitzvah, you could probably find a corresponding Kriya Satora. Yet for, for some reason, for these particular weeks, there was a special Kriya Satora. And not only that, but a special Haftarah, by the way. The Haftarah for the weekly Parsha is replaced by the special Haftaros for these four Parshias. So these four Parshias not only have their own Kriya Torah, but they have their own Haftarah. And not only that, even though most shuls don't necessarily recite them, but if you look in the sitter, you can look in the um, either you, you'll definitely find it in art scroll in the back of the sitter. There's something called yotzros, and these yotzros are special piyutim that um, they, they date back to around the time of Rav Lazar Hakalir, who was a Tana, and these prayers were inserted into the the Shabbos davening in the in the in the Shabbos Shachris and in Musaf, and. They have the guise, if you look at the text, it has the exact guise of a Yomim Norayim davening. I don't know what the, 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 the Nusach is, maybe it's the same Yomim Norayim Nusach. The truth is, for all the Yomim Tovim, you look in the Machs or you'll find extra text that most shuls don't say, some shuls do. 
they're often referred to as Yotzros, and the reason they're referred to as Yotzros is because the original prayers were inserted into the bracha of Yotzer Or in Shachris. The rest of the Shimon Esrei parts are not technically called Yotzros, but they have been commonly called Yotzros. Those are called Krovos. The one, all the, the piyutim in the Shimon Esrei are called Krovos because Literally, um, the art scroll sitter says this, they're, they're literally delivered by the one who comes close, meaning the one who approaches the Amud to, to be the, to be the Shleach Tzibor, when you're coming close to Hashem in Shemona Esrei, so those are referred to as the Krovos. But the point is that this seems like it's not just you know, mere reminders of something. It sounds like these days I have infused a, a special kedusha. If you want to understand these holidays, a good place to look might be in the Yotzeros. Look in the Siddur. See what the Siddur talks about. When it, you know, what, what, what special tefillos are added for these special partios. But take a, take a look in the Siddur and, you know, get, get an art scroll that has English. Uh, I like the interlinear art scroll. Um, and we're going to, you know, discuss a little bit of that as we go through this series. But something to think about is, you know, why, um, you know, what's so special about this particular time of the year? Some of these mitzvos, some of these parshios seem to be Purim related. Some seem to be Pesach related. We, we don't have special parshios like this in other parts of the year. So it's something to really think about. You know, what, what makes these four weeks, or these four individual weeks on the calendar, these four partios um, particularly noteworthy? Why do we have a whole series devoted to it? Is there something beyond the four reminders, the four zichronos of the four mitzvos? Is there something, is there something more to that? So we'll have to discuss all of that. Um, but um, that'll have to take us through for now. And we look forward to meeting you back here um, for the rest of this um, really exciting series.